goddamn alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God. Yeah, tournament down in Florida. I hooked my ball in the rough down by the lake. Damned alligator just popped up. Cut me down in my prime. He got me. But I tore one of that bastard's eyes out, though. Look at that. <laughs> You're pretty sick, Chubbs. Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodcher. Terrific. This week, we continue our series on the deadly reptiles, crocodiles, and alligators. And this week, we have a solo episode all about them gators. Mm. We will learn about them. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of cool and interesting things. They're, they're really cool animals. And they are different than crocodiles, as we'll find out. Or, like, we'll find out some more differences on them. Uh, and then I have kind of a legendary gator story that I want to share. Ooh. And, Dave, you said you have kind of a folklore-type story yeah. for us as well? Yeah. Great. That's <clears throat> going to be good. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode where we talk all about Nile crocs and then the demon croc of Burundi, Gustav. That, that was a fun episode, huh? Yeah. And it, it looks like the listeners like it, too. It's doing quite well on our downloads. Oh, right on. But, yeah, uh, that was fun. I, I liked the Gustav. Gustav was kind of an inspiration for the podcast, so it was, it was fun covering him. Yeah. Uh, as always, we are joined in the studio by Colonel Cheetor. Uh, Cheetor, what did you think of Gustav last week? Damn. Crocodile's scary. Yes. Crocodiles are scary. <laughs> He's got quite the mouth on him now, huh? He does. He's been hanging around you too much, I think. <laughs> But uh, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners from all around the world. Thank you for following following us and helping us grow. I like to think we have kind of a small cult-like following. And if you do enjoy the show and want to contribute, what you can do is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a rating. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us just get noticed and gain more attention, gain more listeners. I know it takes like 30 seconds, but uh, it means a lot, so please do that if you can. Right, Dave? Yeah. So, Dave, how about we play a little game? Okay. Let's play Find That Country Challenge. Find That Country! Uh, last week, we I, I kind of made you choose Burundi, because it was part of the episodes. <laughs> but I, I have no idea what you're going to choose this week. I, I really don't. So maybe you can catch me off guard. Okay. Uh, so Dave has selected a random country, and I will find it on his squeaky globe. What do you have for me this week? Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? Oman. I know where that is. It's the Middle Eastern country. Right there. Yeah, he found it. I found it. It is uh, right below Saudi Arabia. And let's see, yeah, it connects to the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, and it's also next to Yemen. Yeah. Uh, do you have some information on it, Dave? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah it, I don't know that much about it. There's not a lot about, like, there's not really much about this one either. So <sighs> I can't even stump you on the ones where there's nothing about them. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Maybe next time I'm going to Mars. <laughs> Hope you know a lot about Mars. I <laughs> just I do not. I mean, neither. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, in 2014, they said the population was about three million, but as of 2018, they estimated it to be about four and a half million. So it's kind of a big jump. Oh, it's been growing up. Yeah, <clears throat> it's touted as being the oldest. Uh, which, which, I don't know if you'd call it a, a, a empire. 
but it's the oldest uh, run country by the by its family, uh, meaning it hasn't been overthrown. Oh, I see. Is that, mean, well, yeah. I I say that, but there's a story in here about uh, someone being overthrown. But yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll understand. So, because back in the 1700s, the family that currently is running the country mm-hmm. overthrew uh, was it Persia, the Ottoman Empire, yeah, mm-hmm. and okay. took it. And they're like, okay, we're in control. And they had it from there, and they were mostly closed. That's why you don't hear a lot about yeah, them. Yeah, you really don't. Yeah, it was just it was just an uh, um, uh, Islamic country. Mm-hmm. You know, not much going on. It's got great. Uh, I mean, it's a great position right there yeah, on the Persian Gulf and on the right, Arabian Sea. But yeah, for some reason, they f- they fight over Iran and. And uh, you know, uh, and, and we kind of forget the other, about Oman. Yeah, there was yeah, Oman's not really fought over. That's really odd. But yeah, the the guys have stayed in power. No, that's uh, interesting. A lot of it was, I think, because they befriended the British back in the day, and so they kind of, you know, were left untouched. Huh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, but in 1970, um, the current Sultan was over overthrown. By his okay. son. <laughs> so, state of the family. <laughs> yeah. It seemed kind of odd still. It's like, um, you know, you think it's like, oh, son, this will be yours one day. He's like, yeah, today. <laughs> You're out of here. So, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, so, but he, but his son took it over and then he kind of modernized it. And that's when it kind of opened up to the, to the region there. Okay. Uh, they started because, and, uh, the, you know, it's oil production right. now, huge. That's its main economy and everything, but it does well. Got that's its, it's a mainly what do you call it? import or yeah, it's it mainly imports, but it still runs with a high. It's got a high GDP, yeah. you know. So interesting. Yeah, there's not that much about it, but yeah, it's they, nobody talks about. No, <laughs> there's not never, much I've, to say. You know, you're never going to hear about stuff. Oman or Oman. Yeah, and I you, I don't think I've ever heard it on the news before. Or anything. Yeah, me neither. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, the only thing that they've really talked about was there was uh, riots in 2011 because okay. they wanted more democratic elections, things like that. That seems were, to be an ongoing were, well, thing that was about all over it. the Middle East. Yeah, but they've they've had democracy. In fact, I think it was in '95 they they said um, they're going to start allowing women to be uh, elected officials. To, or, oh, uh, so they're how, how do you say like uh, his advisors kind of thing? Okay. You know? Well, they're ahead of Saudi Arabia. They just they barely let women start to drive there. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, seriously, that's crazy. Well, yeah, hey, yeah. So I mean, they were it's progressive. It seems to listen. Maybe that's why there's not as much about it. You know, maybe. So, but yeah, good choice this week. Yeah. Uh, maybe I need to learn more about it. So maybe sometime. Maybe we should take a trip there. I maybe it looks it, like it, it would could be cool. Be a cool place. They say the inland is dry. You know, there's nothing to it. You don't want it to the inland, but right. the coastal areas, you know, are, are luscious and. Good. I mean, it's right next to the UAE. So, what's the UAE? That's the where like Dubai and oh, Dubai okay, are. yeah. So that's a really rich country. So oh yeah. In yeah. fact, yeah. I remember. Sorry, I remember reading something. They had the was it the largest rug. I think in the world or something. <laughs> the largest magic so- carpet. It might be, yeah, like one of those sewn things, mm. you know, like a tapestry or something. They had the largest one until uh, it was. I think it was Abu Dhabi. Just you know, they they barely yeah. beat them. You know, because you know Abu Dhabi's got everything. They've now, got whatever. everything. You're right. So, yeah. all right. Well, good choice, Dave. Yeah, that was a good one. So, uh, what do you say we get going on our Gator episode? Yeah, let's do it. And 
As we went over a couple episodes ago, alligators and crocodiles are both related and both part of the order Crocodilia, but they are, are a part of a different family. So gators are in the alligator day. <laughs> I think I'm saying that right, too. And they they share being in uh, this family with caiman as well. Uh, and there are a lot to caiman as well, but we we're actually going to cover caiman another time. We're gonna. I there was just too much about gators to cover caiman in here as well. Okay. So we're gonna do a whole episode on caiman, not in this series, but somewhere down the road we will. Okay. Specifically, black caiman, as hmm. they can get really large too. Huh. Um, but this episode is all about dem gators. Now there are actually only two species of alligator. The American gator and the Chinese gator. Oh. Uh, we will focus on the American ones, uh, but let's learn just a little bit about the Chinese species. Uh, also known as the Yangtze alligator or the muddy dragon. The uh, Yangtze alligator? The Yangtze, that's the uh, river. Oh, oh, okay. Sounded almost like Yankee, you know. Hey, <laughs> must be from New York, not Asia. <laughs> but yeah, the Yangtze alligator or the Muddy Dragon. I like that name. Yeah. That's a good name. Muddy Dragon. That sound just has a good ring to it. Yeah. Uh, but these gators live in a very small area in eastern China, and they have an interesting history. In the 1200s, explorer Marco Polo became the first person outside of China to write about them. Huh. Uh, many writings say that the gator was the inspiration for the Chinese dragon. Oh, interesting. So a lot of folklore associated with these gators. Uh, and they're they're a pretty small species, uh, getting to around 5 to 7 feet, long and weighing around just 80 to 100 pounds for an adult. Oh, okay. So not very big. Yeah. Uh, now their conservation status is the lowest of any crocodile species. Hmm. Uh, they are critically endangered. Ooh. That means they are uh, three out of seven on our scale. And remember, a one means extinct and two means extinct in the wild. So they're the next wow. branch there. Uh, so their numbers are very, very low. In fact, at some point, they lived as far north in uh, as into Japan. Wow. I had no idea that gators could live in Japan, but apparently they did. I don't know how long ago, but... Uh, somewhere in time in human history they did. Huh. And then in the 70s, the population in the wild was only around 1,000. Wow. Then they decreased even further down to 130. Wow. Uh, in 2001, 130. Uh, they have gotten a little, they have grown a little bit. As of 2017, there are around 300 in the wild now. Hmm. So extremely endangered, and the reasons why are your typical reasons, kind of like overhunting uh, by humans and habitat destruction. And I mean, that seems to be a common tale for a lot of animals around the world, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and that the similar thing also happened to our American gators. As we learned, they bounced back pretty quickly. Hmm. So let's get into our American gators, or their Latin name, alligator Mississippi, Mississippi-enus. It looks like Mississippi penis when, when I'm writing it down, but it's, I, I don't know how to say it properly, but Mississippi penises. Oh, shit, Dave, I don't know. Okay. I think I Okay, here, it. how about you give it a shot? 
To read your writing? <laughs> to, read, to read my writing. Uh, Mrs. Mississippianus, 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 <laughs> Mississippianus. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. weird. Well, we're, who knows? <laughs> but uh, now gators are pretty iconic around uh, for the region they inhabit, and they are in the southeast United States, an area referred to simply as the South. Uh, you can find them all throughout Florida, all throughout Louisiana, Central and Southern Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and then the coastal parts of North and South Carolina, then in Southern Arkansas, s- Southern Oklahoma, uh, just a small part in Oklahoma, and then in Eastern Texas. So they cover a good amount of uh, area. Yeah. And uh, one difference between gators and crocs Gators seem to be more adaptable uh, than crocs and live further north in the, and can survive colder temperatures a lot better. Oh, okay. Like it can, it can freeze in these areas in the south, you know, in the winter. Uh, and I saw a really cool video a while ago. And what gators do when the water freezes is they'll stick their snout above the ice so they can breathe. And their bodies go into like a hibernation-like state in order to keep their bodies warm and to conserve energy. Uh, It was was my first time learning about it. I didn't know that they did that. But I'll put the link of the video up uh, so our listeners, if they want to look at it, they can. It's in North Carolina. And like I said, I honestly didn't know gators were so adaptable and that they even did this. I didn't know that. But they they can do it for but but they can't do it for too long or they will die. Oh. They can do it for like around a week tops. Oh, but <clears throat> yeah, it's a pretty cool adaptation though. Yeah, the crocodiles they don't I don't know of any crocodile species that do that. Crocodiles live in like the really tropical ranges. Yeah, but it's a little different for gators. Hmm. So if you think about it, with uh, global warming, it's not a bad thing for gators <laughs> and crocs too. They, there have been reports of gators appearing further north than ever before, even sightings in West Tennessee. Wow. Uh, yeah, so global warming actually works out for the gators and crocs and lots of reptiles, really, if you think about it. Yeah. Won't that be funny if one day it's the Canadian uh, animal? <laughs> <laughs> it's the animal of Canada, the gator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no longer the moose or the beaver, it's the gator. <laughs> They're like, what are those? Never heard of them. <laughs> But their uh, habitat, uh, unlike crocodiles, are almost exclusive to fresh water. You know, we learned about yeah. a lot of crocs that can survive. They're in fresh water, too, but they are also in salt water. Uh, crocs have salt glands that allow them to be in salt water, and gators lack these glands. Uh-oh. So they inhabit swamps, streams, rivers, ponds, lakes, and golf courses. <laughs> like they really do. Uh, just ask Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. The <laughs> yeah. damn alligator bit his hand off. Uh, yeah. But you know what? Chubbs did tear one of that bastard's eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's let's play a little clip from Happy Gilmore. Okay. <laughs> Remember the gator that got your hand? I got his head. Yeah, uh, Happy nice. Gilmore. Uh, I I really like Happy Gilmore. That was a good yeah. movie. Sandler in the late '90s was good. Yeah, like Billy Madison, Waterboy. That was a pretty good. Yeah, and Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer, Wedding Singer. Uh, his stuff now is not good, 
Like okay, I don't like it. Like Grown Ups, that was one of the worst movies see, I've see ever seen. It was uh, it was like him and his buddies just got together and they were dicking around and then they made a movie about it. Oh, uh, it was not good. But in the nineties, his stuff was good. Mm. Oh yeah, so uh, pretty much anywhere there's water, you can find gators in. Uh, people have found them wandering in their swimming pools as well several times. I've seen a couple <laughs> videos of that. And gators also do share territory with the American crocodile. Uh, only in southern Florida you can find both. Hmm. But that's the only place they share territory. So unless you're in southern Florida, it's an alligator, not a croc in the United States. Gators can be pretty damn big too, but they are smaller than the Nile and saltwater crocs. Hmm. Uh, and their sizes vary from region to region, but uh, the average size for a gator, an adult male, is around 10 to 12 feet long, and they'll weigh around 800 pounds. I mean, that's not small by any means. That's still a big animal. Yeah. But they are actually the second largest member of the Alligator Day family hmm. uh, after Black Cayman. Black oh, Cayman okay. are actually bigger than gators. I didn't yeah. know that either. So mostly the Cayman are known as to be a little bit smaller or yeah. s- smaller in general. Yeah. And then you have, there's an exception to every rule always, <laughs> especially in the animal kingdom. So then you have black Cayman that are bigger than gators. Huh. That exception to every rule always. I uh, So, you know, if you ever, you know what a platypus, yeah. you've heard of a platypus. So the something that defines a mammal is that they give live births. Uh-huh. Platypus doesn't give live births. It lays eggs, yet it's still a mammal. So there's an exception to every rule always, I swear, in Weird. the animal kingdom. Mm, gee. And uh, back to gators. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> gators are sexually dimorphic, just like the crocs. But uh, So the females are smaller than the males, but it's not as much as the crocodiles. Remember... The saltwaters had a, the biggest difference between them, and then the Niles did as, had a big one too, but gators, not as much. Mm. Uh, there have been reports of extra-large gators. The largest reported individual size was a male killed in 1890 on Marsh Island, Louisiana, and reportedly measured 19 feet, 2 inches in length. Wow. I mean, that's almost to the size of Gustav. Gee. And that means it would have weighed around 2,200 pounds. Wow. But this is one of those recordings that you take with a grain of salt. Uh, uh, there was no photo taken, which they had They had photos back in 1890. Yeah. You just had to sit there for who knows how long. Well, what, but you're talking about Louisiana, you know. I'm sure that... <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not in Louisiana. Well, we do have some we Louisiana... We had teeth back then. <laughs> We do have Louisiana listeners, Dave. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I, I was just talking about way back then. Yeah. Oh, never mind. My foot's in my mouth. But, uh, yeah, no photo and no body. Uh, the men apparently left it on the the bank because it was too massive to take anywhere. <laughs> so, who knows? They didn't even use the meter? I don't. Maybe oh. they did. Maybe they didn't. I have no idea. Probably not. Oh. But you, you would think they would want to show it off. So... Who knows if this story is true huh. or not? I don't know. Like a catfish, you know? What? Like a catfish story, maybe? 
catfish story. Yeah, don't you ever see? Oh, I, that, that's nothing. I caught a catfish that was in my boat long, you know? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking really? about. Really? That's, a, what are you that's talking? like a saying. Is it? Like a catfish story. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, because everybody says so I've, I've, I've seen a the bigger catfish. catfish oh, okay, you know? okay. I get where you're going, Everyone but I've never heard that Everyone says they've seen a bigger catfish. Because, you know, catfish do get, yeah, they're they big. get pretty big. But I haven't heard that term before. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> but then in 2014, members of the Stokes family captured and killed a giant gator. On the Alabama River, they killed a monster gator weighing, weighing or measuring, sorry, 15 feet 9 inches and weighed uh, 1,012 pounds. Wow. Many say this is the largest gator ever recorded. That's still, though, half of Gustav, No, right? no. Gustav was 20. 20 what? Feet. No, but how? But he weighed oh, over 2,000 Oh, yeah, 2, yeah. He pounds, weighed, like, uh, over a ton. So you're right. Okay. And, uh, an extra five feet and an, another thousand pounds Jeez. is Gustav. But this is a record croc, or yeah, record croc. This is a record gator. Uh, many, yeah, many people believe this gator was the largest ever recorded. Uh, this gator can actually still be viewed at the Man Wildlife Learning Museum in Montgomery. On Montgomery, it was taxidermied and is on display there. Wow. So as far as we know, for uh, and to my knowledge, this might be the largest gator. Oh, well, now we have a reason to go to Montgomery, Alabama. Yes, we do. <laughs> we should plan a trip. So we right after you watch Princess Bride. I still need to watch Princess Bride. <laughs> Dave keeps giving me crap about it. All right, so we went over this a few weeks ago, and we also went over it on the Thorskin podcast when we were guests there. But people seem to be interested in the differences between gators and crocs, at least in their looks. Like, how, you, how can you tell them apart? And I actually put up a photo on Facebook of a gator and a croc together um, side, by, or side by side. Like, And then you see it's like an aerial view. And I asked some of our listeners to, to tell the difference. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in our listeners. It's only, <laughs> I think, two out of four got it right. Oh, really? I don't. I don't know if you saw. You saw. Yeah, it, I, I saw. It. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I I have it right here. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. All right. So yeah, I'm looking at the photo, and you yeah. see it. So it's the gator on the left, or the gator's on the left. Yeah. The croc is on the right. So yeah. gators have a wider snout than crocs. Gators have a more U-like shape, while crocs have it's more of a their snout is more of a V-like shape. I mean, it's easy to tell in this aerial view, but side by side, it gets tougher. Yeah. Uh, gators tend to be a little bit darker on in their colorations as well. But when they have their mouths closed, you can tell them apart by their teeth. For crocs, uh, both upper and lower jaws will be exposed. Uh, then with gators, only the upper teeth are exposed. Their lower teeth go into a cavity in their upper jaw. Okay. And and those those are those are the really the best ways to tell them apart. Okay. I mean other than where they live and yeah. cro uh, and also crocs are known to be much more aggressive than gators. Mm -hmm. I mean I don't really want to call gators docile, but I did watch a video <laughs> of this old lady 
uh, walking her gator on a leash. <laughs> and then you see her, and then you see her like in the living room on the couch, and it's literally, she's just petting it. It's like on her lap, and she's just petting it. Nice. So maybe they Good are. Girl, you deserve some meow mix. <laughs> Let me open up a cat. <laughs> Let me eat a cat. That's probably what I really want. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, I've seen lots of weird videos of gators. It's, it's uh, funny. On the picture there, it looks like they're they're getting along. You know, alligator and croc. <laughs> yes, yes. Cousins again. You know, <laughs> they are, they are related. <laughs> distant relatives. Yeah. So now let's talk about uh, hunting and prey. Okay. Um. So hunting technique is pretty similar to crocs for the most part, but they hunt on land. They're they're they hunt a lot more on land than oh, the crocs interesting. Do. Okay. Uh, and gators gators are apex predators, and their diets are determined depends on by their size, their age, and uh, the prey that's available. And like like crocs, gators will eat just about anything, including people. <laughs> they eat a lot of fish, birds, turtles, snakes, amphibians, uh, mammals, uh, anything they can. Uh, when they're young, they eat insects, worms, smaller things like that. Like we learned the Nile croc did that as well, so I'm assuming all crocs are like that in the yeah. gators. Uh, then the older and larger they get, the larger of prey they'll need. Uh, but their typical prey is... in is in size it's smaller than the nile crocs uh like they were the crocs were taking down wildebeest and zebras gator will sometimes take down large prey like deer or boar mm -hmm. but they tend to stick to more medium-sized prey does that okay. make sense yeah okay yeah they stick to more medium-sized prey for the most part uh, but they are often known to prey on domestic animals like dogs and cats uh, in fact, you remember we covered an alligator attack story on one of our uh, recent attack episodes. Yeah. I think it was the second or third one. Uh, I can't remember which one, but the the woman tried to save her dog from a gator, uh, and it worked. She did save her dog, but she uh, she uh, gets killed herself <laughs> by the gator. And oh uh, oh yeah, they will they will sometimes kill humans, but not as often as you think. Okay. They really don't kill that many people. In fact, since 2010, uh, they have only been there have only been eight deaths from gators. Oh okay. And six of them were in 2015 and 16. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. There's a big spike that those two years. Huh. Then in the 2000s, uh, there were 13 deaths from gators. So you can, it's a relatively one death a year-ish, give or take. Uh, that's fatalities as well. There's obviously more attacks. Uh, I don't have an exact number, but... Mm. Uh, and then you remember how crocs had like a 50% chance of death from an attack? You have a 50%. Oh, okay. It's kind yeah. of 50-50 chance of living yeah. or dying. Um, it's it's a lot lower for gators. It's only around 10% of attacks result in death. Oh, okay. So we got that going for us. Yeah. But like crocs, they are able to survive for extended periods of time without eating. Oh, and we will cover this topic in another episode sometime. But they also eat and are eaten by the invasive pythons. Oh, 
Uh, they're the ones in the Everglades. Uh, I'm so yeah. That's pretty interesting that the small ones will get eaten by them. They eat each other. Oh. I mean that goes on in a lot of other places around the world. Crocs and um, pythons eating yeah. each other. Uh, and I'm thinking we we're gonna do uh, an Everglades episode sometime. Oh okay. So we'll talk about the invasive pythons in its own episode with the Everglades. What do you think? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Kind of make it an Everglades episode and then sprinkle in the. Um, pythons in there. Yeah. All right. But now let's go to their conservation status. They are at least concern. Oh, okay. So a seven on our scale is good for them. And it wasn't always like that. During the 1900s, they were hunted a lot and severely impacted the population. Uh, they're... Like, their numbers went down a lot and were listed as an endangered species in 1967. Oh. So, gators used to be an, an endangered species. Oh. Must have been when uh, gator boots were in fashion or gator luggage or something. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, that was from overhunting, so. Uh, then, uh, after that, began a gator recovery program, and they were protected by law uh, and then in 1987, they were removed from the endangered species list and have cons- uh, considered to be fully recovered by now. Oh, okay. And they're, they're doing, there's gators everywhere. Mm. Uh, in the 70s, 90s, there were only nine fatal attacks. So in 30 years, only nine fatalities. Mm. So they've uh, gone up in recent years. So, you know, more gators, more people. Encroaching yeah. on the territory make for more attacks and more deaths. That makes yeah. self-explanatory. So, Dave, now let's move on to kind of our random facts segment. Okay. And I'll quickly go over some facts and info, uh, kind of like a bullet point section. Uh, so, gators, they have one of the most powerful bite forces. Uh, remember, salties had the highest yeah. of any animal in the world. And gators aren't far behind them. I think, I remember right, they had, was it 31 PSI for the salties? Oh, it was like 3,000 or 30, yeah, 30, 30, yeah 3,100. 3, yeah, yeah, it was okay. right around yeah. there. And so gators are around 2,800, 2,900. Oh, okay. Uh, gators are pretty vocal too and make this loud bellowing noise that sounds, it sounds like straight from Jurassic Park. Uh, And that's another thing. Crocs and gators have been around for over 200 million years. Uh, Their ancestors were larger, but, I mean, they have evolved and survived multiple mass extinctions. They're really like a perfect predator, perfect survival animal. Yeah. It really is like that. But they're they're living dinosaurs. Crocs and gators are living dinosaurs. And they can also live for a long time. The oldest gator in captivity is named Muja, M-U-J-A, Muja, yeah, maybe. He lives at the Belgrade Zoo in Serbia. He was brought to the zoo back in 1936, and he was already an adult by then. Mm. And that was like 80 plus years ago, so who knows his exact age. Gee. I mean, he survived World War II, during which the zoo was almost completely destroyed. Wow. Uh, and in 2012, he underwent a successful surgery and had to amputate part of his leg after he got gangrene. 
Hmm. Otherwise, he is completely healthy and doing pretty well. Wow. And is still alive. Wow. So who, who knows how he could be a hundred plus years old. Nobody really knows. That's crazy. I hope he, I hope to find his name on the Smuckers uh, thing on Good Morning America. <laughs> when, I haven't seen one about that in forever. On his birthday. <laughs> so, uh, like a lot of animals, gators can also be albino. Mm. I remember not too long ago we had an albino gator. Well, actually, it was a while ago. It was the last time I was at, at the Hogle Zoo in Salt Lake. It was like 10 plus years ago. Oh, but wow. I, there was a albino gator there. Huh. It was pretty cool looking. So, uh, with like a lot of, I kind of came to this conclusion myself. Uh, so with albinoism, Mm -hmm. it's okay if you're, uh, say like an antelope or you're not a predator. It's bad for predators. Oh, I mean, you can survive being an albino gazelle or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to be an albino predator is bad because you're not camouflaged (laughs) very well. Yeah. And so you're you're not going to be able to catch prey, and then you're not going to be able to survive. Albino predators can't have a really hard time, and most of them can't even survive in the wild. Yeah, and it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I am a stick. I am a stick. Wait, what's that white thing doing there? <laughs> that's not a stick. Well, maybe that's why it's in Utah. It was the albino one was in Utah for the snow, you know. <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm, I'm waiting for the prey in the snow. That would be the only way one could survive. <laughs> snow gators. That is a sci-fi oh, yeah. movie right there. Snow gators. I've actually <laughs> I've seen things like that. There was this one. It was sand sharks. Oh, really? Sand oh, sharks geez. on the sci-fi. They have a bunch of those stupid movies. Well. Or no, and there was another one. It was it was uh, snow sharks. Oh, well, wow. Like avalanche sharks or something like that. It was so <laughs> stupid. Nice. That could be our new one. Albino snow gators. We should pitch that to the sci-fi network. Oh, we should. <laughs> I totally want to act in that. Yeah. Over but, over but we, acting but we that, both I mean. are, yeah. <laughs> We both are the stars. <laughs> yeah. We'll create our backstories and I'll pick out some hot women to be our love interest. <laughs> and they die first. <laughs> oh, and they, they're, yeah, they get naked and then they die or something like that. <laughs> like, like most of those, those That's really bad, funny, B- yeah. movie, like C-list movies. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, now I'm kind of excited <laughs> to, pitch, to start writing that script up. <laughs> anyway, uh, gators are doing so well now that people can hunt them again. Uh, uh, most of my gator hunting knowledge comes from the TV show Swamp People. Uh, it's a pretty entertaining show. Have you ever seen it? Not Swamp People, no. It's, it's pretty fun. Uh, my favorite part is the the stereotype of the people. Like they're they're cool people and they're they're fun. It just uh, just it's just funny because some some fit all of the backwoods swamp people stereotypes oh, okay my favorite guy is a, he's a guy and all he wears is overalls <laughs> all he wears is overalls while he's hunting no shirt underneath just overalls. probably no underwear either <laughs> probably just overalls he's the best i love that oh, guy i bet he's rocking those <laughs> And he's got, I can't remember, he was kind of a bigger guy, big uh, belly uh-huh. guy, and uh, it's just pretty funny. And they have some they have some thick backwoods accents. Like, the whole show has subtitles, so you can understand <laughs> what they're saying. Nice. It's a foreign film. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but it, it almost is. It's re- it's really good, and I really I, I like the people on it. They're they're characters on it. Right on. And uh, one episode, there was this really hot blonde woman helping out with the hunting, like a cousin or a, a wife or a sister or all of them. Who knows? Just for one episode? Or she did she die? I, I only watched. I haven't she killed seen first. Or? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them all. But she she was she was hot. But then she she started talking with that thick accent, and it, it ruined it for me. <laughs> But the the show Swamp People is really really entertaining. It's really good. I recommend it. And what they so I learned that's how I learned about the hunting. One of the the most common hunting technique they use is gators is a hook and line, just a hook and line. Hmm. Uh, it involves securing a sturdy hook and line to a tree, and the hook is baited with meat. Then the hunters drive their boats over and uh, pull the line. By in by hand once they know they got a gator, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, w- so there's normally two guys. One pulls in, and the other um, starts. Well, and then they start pulling it in. The gator starts thrashing around, and the other guy has a gun, and he he waits for a clear shot uh, to the top of the head, and then shoots. Mm. Uh, shoots the gator in the brain. Remember, I always said they have a particular spot on the yeah. top of their heads yeah. where it reaches their brainstem and it kills them instantly. Mm. So yeah, and they yeah, it's instant kill, and they they only use a twenty two. I was right. Oh okay, the twenty two bullet, uh, and sometimes they just use a handgun, a pistol to use it. Oh okay. Um, so that's the main way to hunt them. And gators, gators are used for lots of things. Uh, their skins. Mm-hmm. Which are made into various things like boots, belts, purses, saddles, and lots of other things. I gotta admit, they look cool. They, it's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. it can be. I want to get me a gator skin. Yeah. What should I get? A, a belt or boots? I'm thinking. Yeah. Shoes. You can just shoes uh, too. Not a purse. <laughs> no, I don't think you could rock that. Yeah, well, dude, any man could rock an alligator purse. I guess. Yeah. Or make it like one of my uh, little backpack, string backpack or something. Hey, there you go. <laughs> make, it, make it alligator skin. That'd be pretty make cool. Make sure the feet are the parts that are like uh, shriveled feet holding the, the <laughs> strings that you <laughs> pull. That's kind of messed up, but not a bad idea. Uh, and they're also hunted for their meat. And Dave, I have had alligator before. And when I, I had some alligator when I was in Savannah, Georgia a few years ago. And it is terrific. Mm. It reminded me of calamari. Interesting. That's the best thing I can... I've had calamari recently. Maybe that's why it's in my mind. Oh, but, okay. Um, it reminds me a lot like calamari. Mm. I think that's a really good good way to describe it. So is it tough? A little bit. Hmm. Not terribly, but it, a little bit. Huh. Uh, the meat is described as having a mild flavor and firm texture. Uh, it... Tastes, it tastes like chicken with a wild, fishy taste, and it's chewy. Hmm. So, um, a little tough, yeah. And everything down south is deep fried, I will say. And I love I love the food in the south. It's so hmm. good. Uh, the humidity sucks there, but the food is, uh, is amazing. Hmm. Little sidebar real quick. I went to Savannah for my buddy Kenny's wedding. and I, I was a groomsman, and the wedding was the wedding was outside by a pond. And I spent I spent like the good amount of the day 
just uh, watching the pond, waiting for some eyes to pop up <laughs> or something. And uh, I never actually saw a gator, but I was waiting oh. there for a while. Uh, I really wanted to see. It. I never saw a gator when I was in Georgia. I was a little bummed oh. by that. But yeah, anyway, I was wearing a three-piece suit in the early June, hot as balls there. <laughs> uh, that's why I like Utah. There's there's no humidity. Probably came, probably came inside looking like there was a rainstorm. No, yeah, we all did. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, I remember gator. I recommend gator meat to everyone, too. At least try it. It's something totally different. And you can, even if you didn't like it, you could say you've tried alligator. Yeah. I had alligator sausage, but you know sausages. It's sausage, so you didn't know. Always makes no. It just tasted like sausage to me. Mm. It tasted good, but yeah, I mean they had that. They had snake sausage, so I really couldn't tell the difference between them. All there was just like "Mm, tastes good, Mm, tastes good. You know what (laughs) else is good is uh, frog legs. Oh really? Yeah, those are really interesting. Weird, but they're just weird looking. Oh man, yeah, that would. I'd have to not know what it was, probably. Well, you couldn't not know what it is because it looks like a frog leg. Oh. <laughs> it looks like something weird, and, oh. but it is. It's, they're good, dude. Interesting. But the food in the South is good, and the people in the South are great too. Mm. Anyway, uh, the, so the tail is actually considered to be the best part of the gator. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. And the reason you can find alligator meat available is because alligator farms. It's pretty much what you think it is. Raising gators in order to use them for meat and leather. Then uh, there are uh, gator and croc farms all over the world for all the different species. Mm. Uh, Louisiana alone, in Louisiana alone, alligator farming is a a $70 million industry. Mm. So it's big business there. Yeah. Uh, and some, some farms are more, some farms are more like farms. Some are a big tourist attraction. Okay. So they'll, they'll keep like the bigger ones and I don't know, they'll kill the other smaller ones. Oh. But it reminded, this reminded me of a James Bond movie. Uh, did you ever see live and let die? No, I didn't. Uh, that was that was uh, where Roger Roger Moore. I think it was Roger Moore's first uh, time as Bond, but he, he's in a trap by the bad guys, and the, they leave, and he's like this thing is enclosing, and gators are in the pond oh. right next to him, and it, what he does is he jumps on the gators' heads to get to the next part of the next side. <laughs> Bond played Frogger. He, are you serious? On gators' heads. Yeah. Oh. Roger Moore was kind of a silly Bond. Oh, that is. If silly. you remember, but yeah, that made me think of that. Did he have a quippy line as he got out? Probably later, Gator. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he did or not. Huh. All right, now let's quickly go over some alligators in pop culture. So gators are the official state reptile of Florida, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Gators gators are like deep-rooted in the culture of the South. Uh, like, in a way, you can define the geographical region of the South by where gators live. Hmm. At least I think that's... Fairly accurate. That's fair, right? Yeah. But, uh, lots of organizations and products are named after them. There's the University of Florida. Uh, their nickname is the Gators, and it has been since 1911. And there are lots of films, too. Like we said earlier, uh, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy. Yeah. <laughs> a couple Sandler movies. 
He's a thing with gators. I don't know. He must. Uh, but there is one film named Alligator. It's a horror film from 1980. Have you ever heard of it? What else would it be? No. It's it's set in Chicago. <laughs> and it's about a giant alligator living in the sewers. In Chicago, huh? In Chicago, of all places. Oh, yeah, wow. this, the whole sewer, th- alligators in the sewers is an urban myth. Yeah. Uh, gators and yeah, it's an urban myth. But in this film, I watched the trailer and a couple little clips from it. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it looks like a B, like B or C uh-huh. list movie. But it's it's the gators, like, walking through the city. <laughs> and <laughs> Like Pretty Woman or? <laughs> he's just mean, walking through the, the city, city and then police cars are crashing from after seeing him. Wait, how big is it? Oh, it's, it's regular size? Oh, okay. No, it's way, it's like 36 feet long. They say oh, okay. in the trailer, they say it's 36 feet long. Uh, but yeah, you see it walking through and, and then you see this like kind of goofy music playing in the oh. background. But it, it's actually, and the, the croc didn't, or the gator didn't look bad. For being what it was, hmm. uh, and it's it's pretty funny. Uh, it it kills a bunch of people and destro- okay, so it has this one scene where it's uh, uh it crashes a wedding party. <laughs> nice. Gator crashes a wedding party. Nice. It, it's pretty funny. It, it kills a bunch of people and destroys a limo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to. I'll, I'll put. I want to put a clip up on our. Uh, description below so if anybody wants to watch it they can it's it's actually it's really corny but it's kind of cool at the same nice. time uh, the sequel would be gator versus bridezilla then <laughs> after that bridezilla is probably gonna win that one <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to watch the whole i think the whole thing is available on youtube too uh, oh yeah I need to check huh? it Let's out hmm. all right but dave hopefully you've learned some new things about gators yeah uh, and now i want to share a story of a famous gator. Okay. This is like a Gustav type story. Mm. And the gator is named Two-Toed Tom. Ooh, wow. Uh, let's begin his story. Deep in the dense stagnant swamps along the border of Florida and Alabama, a story began circulating among locals around the 1920s. There are stories of a 15-foot-long alligator wrecking havoc among the community. While gators are a part of life in this area, nothing was like the enormous beast that allegedly appeared out of the muddy murk to begin terrorizing out of nowhere. That was a good setup. Yeah. It was said he had fiery red glowing eyes and... And one of uh, the beast's feet had allegedly been partially shorn off by a steel trap, giving him a distinct two-toed track on one foot. Oh. That's how he gets his name, Two-Toed Tom. Hmm. Now, Tom is like folklore mixed with maybe a little bit of reality. We don't know for hmm. sure. Uh, but let's, let me tell you this, the story. Uh, the first written story about Tom was written by Carl Carmer in his book The Stars Fell on Alabama in 1934. In it, he tells the story of a man named Pep Haynes. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about it. Pep Haynes uh, bought a 40-acre piece of land bordering a swamp from a lumber company. Neighbors had warned not to keep livestock because... Two-toed Tom was rumored 
to haunt these 40 acres. Hmm. Pap kind of shook off the warnings as just local folklore. That's how he bought some livestock anyway, figuring if there was a gator, he could just kill it. And it wasn't long after that a cow went missing. Uh, Tom got the mother cow while she was drinking in the pond. Then two nights later, Tom crept into the farmyard and took the calf from the pen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait, so he eats a whole cow I, and two days later he's hungry again? I, How big is this thing? They said 15 feet. So that's like the max one that we've... The one that we talked about that's in the museum. Yeah. Now, it was 15 feet. So that's kind of... We can maybe Gee. top them out around there. But... Dave, this is folklore, okay? Okay. <laughs> we don't know how much of this is true. So then, <clears throat> then after that, Tom took a mule, killed a mule. Uh, Pep found the remains of the mule, and in the mud were the distinctive tracks of Two-Toed Tom. Mm-hmm. Pep had rented his shed out to men working on road construction in the area, one man had a rifle and some experienced hunting gators. Pep offered him free board and then $25 if he would kill Tom. The man tracked Tom to a pond. He climbed in a tree and waited for Tom to appear. He did this every day for a week, but with no luck and no more time, the man had to move on. Mm-hmm. Then news that two calves from a neighbor were taken by Tom. So he's just killing Gee. farm animals left and right. And then we get a break. A few months have passed now. And then when uh, the March uh, floods began and the ponds, Pat found another one of his mules dead in the water. And he also saw, again saw Tom's tracks. Hmm. The infuriated Pap is now set on killing Tom once and for all. With the help of his sons, they went into town uh, on his last mule. He has one mule left, apparently. And they bought some dynamite. I guess he would just go to a store back then and just, you know, they have supplies of dynamite just waiting for anybody. Nice. You could just pick up some dynamite. Ah, the good old days. Just give me some dynamite there, sir. (laughs) Pack of 12, please. Yeah, <laughs> I think of an old prospector for that for some reason. <laughs> yeah. But when Pap and his sons return, they pack 15 buckets full of dynamite, three sticks in each bucket. That's a lot. Of, they bought a shit ton of dynamite. Wow. And so they uh, lit three at a time and throw them into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, after blasting the pond to smithereens... Uh, Pap, <laughs> Pap uh, was satisfied that Tom had gone belly up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I was throwing, just chucking dynamite. That nice. would be fun. It would. I just would. Think, I don't want to kill just the think animals. If I was but... a kid and I could walk to the corner store, <laughs> we're bored. Hey, let's go to the corner store, grab some dynamite. <laughs> Not the stick of you gum. Can't if be you be safe with I mean. that dynamite now. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna throw it in this abandoned house. We will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so shortly after, after they blew the whole thing to smithereens, like shortly after, on his way back to the house after, yeah, 
uh, they hear some screams coming from down by the pond. Pap and his sons run towards the screams, and they find Pap's 12-year-old granddaughter dead and water full of blood. She came out to... uh, she unknown to them to watch them throw the dynamite. Uh, after finding her body, Pep looked back into the water and sees a pair of fiery red eyes mm. staring straight at him and then slowly fading out of sight. Oh. Tom seemingly did this out of revenge for him trying to kill him. Yeah. The heartbroken Pep would allegedly... Uh, spend the rest of his days caught up in an obsessive quest to kill the beast. Mm. Even when hard times hit the area and neighbors, family, and friends moved away, Pap refused to move, and he was intent on completing his vendetta against the gator. Pap would eventually die a lonely old man without ever killing Tom. Mm. I got a little bit more. So uh, it's believed after the dynamite incident, Tom went on the move going into Florida now, and he went near the town of Esto. Uh, there, there it was reported that Tom drove out all the other gators and corpses of chickens, cattle, dogs, and other farm animals were found. Mm-hmm. Several people <clears throat> attempted to kill him, but none prevailed. The people believed he was impervious to bullets now. Gee. So things get pretty interesting here. And I'm not, gonna, not sure I buy it all. <laughs> but one day, a mom and daughter were walking along on a sandy path near Hammock Lake. The girl was playing when she heard a scream from her mother. When she turned around, she saw Tom lunging out of the brush and onto the pathway. Men nearby hear the screams of the mother and daughter and race towards them. One man has a rifle, and the man fires a few rounds at Tom, and he fell. Hmm. Seemingly dead. The men gathered around him to inspect his what they thought would be his corpse. Then Tom jumped to life and swept and swept them all off their feet with a lash of its tail. And then scurries back into the swamp. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I buy that. And then after years of terrorizing the swamps, Tom was seen less and less until he sort of disappeared. Mm. Uh, Legends of Two-Toed Tom uh, grow and even... There's even crazier stories. Like There was one story saying that Tom would go into the homes at night and then rape the women <laughs> i don't know why that's funny i don't i think it was a different tom <laughs> peeping tom <Yeah>. maybe <laughs> that's a good one but yeah but i'm gonna call bullshit on uh two-toed yeah. tom raping the women but uh in the 1980s Tracks of a giant gator with the same two-toed footprint emerged. Ooh, interesting. Once again, putting Tom into the limelight. And to this day, there are people who believe he is still out there. Mm. And then in the town of Esto in Florida, 
there is a two-toed Tom festival held every summer. Oh, nice. If by chance any of our listeners have been to this festival, please tell us about it. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be, that'd be kind of, this yeah. sounds cool, maybe. Hey, that's close enough to, Mo- to Montgomery when we're out we'll visiting the both. big Let's carcass. We'll just make yeah. a trip in the uh, south and we'll go gator... F- Gator farm. Maybe we'll meet up with the guy in the overalls. He'll take us gator hunting. Yeah. <laughs> but that is the story of Two Toed Tom. And who knows? Who knows how much of this is true? Right? This is folklore. Yeah. Uh, normally, folklore stories they stem they and they root from actual real things, but then they get turned and twisted and made into something bigger. Yeah. But it makes it fun. Yeah. And I like the story of Two-Toed Tom. That's an awesome campfire story, too. Yeah, you know? that's kind of what it's turned and into. And he's still alive. Well, good night, kids. <laughs> as, you're, as you're by a swamp. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Dave, why don't you... I don't know exactly what you brought for us, so why don't you hit us with okay. it? Okay. So, I actually got a little folklore story as well with cool. uh, um, Alligator. So, this is uh, back... You know, the Native Americans... You know, of course, they were here before us. Well, yeah. So they have, they always have their stories about animals that they have. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, this is a uh, famous one that, let me get the name of them, the Cherokee, not the Cherokee, Choctaw. Choc- the Choctaw. It's the Choctaw. I've heard of them. Um, they, well, they're down south, okay. but I don't know exactly where. But uh, yeah, this is called The Alligator and the Hunter. Okay. Okay, so should I use my chief voice? <laughs> No, I better not. <laughs> anyway, so there's once there was there was a the story goes they had a, a Indian hunter and he was just horrible, worst hunter ever, probably me, you know. <laughs> um, but he was so bad. But anyway, he was he he wanted to get something. Everyone was always getting deer, so everyone would go out and get deer, and he he could never get them. So he got frustrated. He's like, you know what? I'm going to stay out as long as I have to until I get a deer. So he was out, and apparently. He was out for three days um, hunting deer. Still didn't have one, but he's like, I'm not giving up. I've got to go. So anyway, um, at noon on the fourth day, came to a place in the swamp where there used to be a a deep pool, you know, swamp Mm -hmm. area. But uh, it was a late summer and it dried it out. But what he did find there was a huge alligator. So it's been without water for, you know, a lot of days. So it was dry, weak, almost dead. So the hunter knew he had his own bad luck, but he he saw the alligator's luck was worse, you know. Anyway, so here's part of the folklore. folklore. And, and uh, anyway, the Indian says, my brother, you know, he said, I, I, I pity you. And the alligator spoke. Okay. Of course. Of course. And it's, it's like a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it, so his voice was weak and it says, is, is there water nearby? How do alligators talk? Is there water nearby? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so And the man said, yeah, there's a deep... Uh, pool of clear water not not that far from here you know there's springs that never dry mm-hmm. up if you go there you'll survive and the alligator's like i cannot travel by myself i'm too weak come close so i can talk to you you know come closer you know <laughs> so then and the hunter's like ah, he's a little leery because he's, he's afraid it's an alligator still an alligator so he gets a little closer and the alligator says i know you're a hunter the deer always escape you if you help me i will make you a great hunter i will give you the power to kill many deer you know? Okay, yeah. So uh, this sounded good to the hunter, but he's still kind of afraid of him. He's like, hey, uh, tell you what. It's like, yeah, I, I believe you'll help me, but I don't trust you. <laughs> he's like, let me tie you up. He's like, okay, go ahead. The, the gator, gator goes on its back, puts its 
feet up. Mm-hmm. He's like, go ahead. So he tied up his feet in his mouth, put it, lugged him over his shoulder, and took him to the pond. So he takes him to the pond, lets him out, kind of jumps back, and the alligator jumps in the pond. And so the alligator goes deep in the pond as he can, comes back up. And he does this three times. And so the third time he came back up and the alligator said, you have done as you said you would. You've saved me. Now I shall help you. And he says, listen closely and you'll become a great hunter. Go into the woods with your bow and your arrow. Soon you'll meet a small doe. That doe has not grown large enough to have young ones. Don't kill that deer. Just greet it and continue on and your power as a hunter will increase. Hmm. And so then the alligator said again, soon after that, you'll meet a large doe. That doe has fawns and will continue to have young ones each year. Do not kill that deer. Greet it and go on, and you'll be an even greater hunter. Then he said, next you'll meet a small buck. That buck will father many young ones. Do not kill it. Greet it and continue on, and your power as a hunter will be greater still. Then the alligator said, at last you will meet an old buck, larger than any of the others. Its time on earth has been useful. Now it is ready to give itself to you. Go close to that deer and shoot it. Then greet it and thank it for giving itself to you. Do this and you will be the greatest of hunters. So the hunter did exactly as the alligator said. Goes in the forest, meets the deer, you know, not killing those until he gets to the old buck. Then he kills it, becomes the greatest hunter in his village. Tells this story to many people, so many of them understood the alligator's wisdom, and they hunt in that way. So that's why the Choctaws became the great hunters of deer, because they followed the alligator's teachings. Oh. That was a folklore story of the alligators for there. But yeah, if you, if you notice, that's kind of how uh, the stuff we've learned from the Indians, you know? It's like, hey, you don't kill young, you don't kill... Right, yeah. That's kind of our, a lot of the stuff we have on our hunting permits, too. It's like, you, know, you, gotta, you can't kill females, you know, because they're going right, to bear the young. Right. You go. For, you can only get the the. Uh, and they only have special adult. special tags for to do that. But yeah, for most yeah. time you, you you picture uh, hunting the bucks like you, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that story. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty neat little story. I liked that one. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Dave, that is gonna wrap up the episode. Okay. I hope everyone learned some cool new things and they were entertained by our stories. So coming up next week, we will have our last episode of our Croc and Gator series. Next week, we will be covering lots of death. Oh. And we will cover, it's going to be a whole episode dedicated to different Croc and Gator attack stories. So it's going to be an attack-heavy episode next week. And I, I have some good ones that I've been planning out. Uh, it will. It's going to be a good episode next week about these cold-blooded killers. I imagine it's going to get pretty real. Pretty real. Uh, that's what I'm going to name the. T- t- uh, that's what I'm going to name next episode. Cold-blooded killers. <laughs> pretty <laughs> nice. good, huh? Yeah. All right. So, Dave, if our listeners enjoy the show and want to contribute and help support us, what can they do? They can go to iTunes or their favorite plat- platform. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Say something you like. Uh, about the show. <laughs> you got uh, it pretty much. <laughs> yeah, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show, and if you don't use iTunes, uh, use whatever platform you you have, give us a review there, or you can go on our Facebook page and give us a review there, or say something to us there. Uh, it really helps us 
the business end of things, so please do that if you can. And also, if you want to be an even more awesome person, you can become a producer of the show by giving a little donation. That would be more than wonderful. Uh, I mean, I work pretty hard on putting everything together, and any donations would be greatly appreciated. Uh, like I said, we, we just got a... I just bought a book... For, because of some of the donations we got, another Jim Corbett book. So we're, nice. maybe maybe after our Croc series is over, we can do another Jim Corbett episode. Okay. But uh, and the way you can do that donating is on PayPal. You can find us by our email forceofnaturepod at gmail or you could go to my personal account on Venmo, Matthew Hamilton fifty one, and this is all in the description below as well. And also remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe we can share it on share that story on the pod, or if you just want to communicate with us, ask us a question, suggest an episode idea, feel free at any time to email us, or you can do it on Facebook. And then also, recommend the show to family and friends, help, building, help us by building up, tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything to add? No. All right, Colonel Cheetor, how about you? Hey, you boy, get that gator. Get that gator, put it in the boat. I think Cheetor's watched a little too much Swamp People. (laughs) Yeah. Well, at least he's paying attention. (laughs) This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.